This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Sunday evening, September 17th, 2023. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com, recapping a loss by the Jets to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas defeats the Jets 30-10 to in Arlington at AT&T Stadium. The Jets fall to 1-1 one and one on the 2023 season. There's just not a lot good you can say about this game. You know, I'm not a big believer in moral victories, but I feel like there was a path for the Jets to have a loss you could feel good about in this one. Because if we're going to be honest, the Jets were kind of behind the eight ball in this game. They're, first of all, on a short week going on the road, which is always difficult. They're also coming off a really emotional night uh, in their week one victory over the Buffalo Bills, where they had the highest of highs, winning a dramatic victory in overtime against the division rival and the lowest of lows, Aaron Rodgers going down. And you also have to factor in, Dallas is a really good team. This is their home opener. It was always going to be a tough game. The Cowboys presented the Jets with some serious matchup problems on both sides of the ball. So if the Jets had gone out there and the defense had played well and held the Dallas offense down and it was a competitive game and the Jets maybe lost on the last second field goal, I'd look at this and I'd say, you know what, no big deal. The Jets went out there and fought. That did not happen. In fact, I think as much fight as the Jets showed Monday night in their week one win over the Bills, they showed just as little fight in this game. I was really disappointed in the performance. Monday night when Aaron Rodgers went down, I thought for sure the Jets were going to be listless. I thought they'd be devastated. I thought that they'd be lethargic. And they surprised me. They proved me wrong because they showed so much fight in that win over the Bills. This was what I was expecting when Aaron Rodgers went down, what we saw in this game. And I think you have to start with the defense. This was a total no-show by this defense, really from the opening series of the game where the Cowboys got the ball and they went right down the field in 12 plays for a touchdown. The Jets forced three punts all game. And, you know, even in the first half, there were, uh, there were some series where they were forcing the Cowboys to settle for field goals instead of touchdowns. But you know what? That's not good enough. That might be good enough with Aaron Rodgers, at quarterback. All week, we talked about how the defense needed to win this game for the Jets. This it wasn't enough for the defense to keep the Jets in the game. The defense could not put Zach Wilson in the position where the quarterback had to go out and win the game. And then the fourth quarter, you know, the second half, Zach Wilson threw three interceptions after a pretty strong first half. And that's kind of the point where the game caved in on, on Zach. But it, this game was not on Zach Wilson. I know some people are going to try to make the headline the three Zach Wilson interceptions in the second half. And look, it, it, those, none of those was good from Zach Wilson. But really, the Jets needed their defense to show up in this one. And the defense did not show up whatsoever. And I, I point the finger first at the defensive line because Dak Prescott, it felt like, had all day to sit, sit in the pocket and throw. It felt like, they, I mean, the Jets had a few pressures. You know, there was one third down where Bryce Huff got to him. But it felt like the Cowboys were really controlling the, the line of scrimmage. The Jets did not do a very good job in coverage. I mean, you can just say it all. This, this is supposed to be a top five defense. This is supposed to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. This is a defense that really gave Josh Allen, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, a guy who had a big week too, gave him a lot of problems last week. And they just did not show the same energy. And again, I, I understand it's a short week. I understand Dallas is really good. I mean, the Cowboys did beat the Giants 40 to nothing on the road last week. This is a very talented team, and I think if we're being more, I think we're being objective about it, they're more talented than the Jets. I understand the Jets don't have Aaron Rodgers, and that's the reason the Jets could not afford a defensive performance like this. Because I think the Jets probably lose this game with Rodgers, but if you have Aaron Rodgers, you know you might get you find yourself in a shootout. It's just not going to happen with Zach Wilson, the quarterback. I think we knew that going in. Zach, you know, showed some good things in the first half, led the Jets to a touchdown had a good two-minute drill, and then, again, things just kind of fell apart. And it's what we talked about all week. All week, 
leading into this game. I said, the Jets cannot be in a position where Zach Wilson has to go out and win this football game. And when Zach Wilson was in a position where he was managing the game, where the score was close in the first half, he showed some things. In the second half, where it was pretty much Zach Wilson has to go be the hero, that's where everything fell apart for him. And if this team's going to win games, the defense needs to play better. In fact, it got to a point in the second half of this one where there was like a part of me that was maybe hoping maybe Dallas would run the score up a little bit just so maybe that would be a motivating force going forward for this team because you, you just can't win when you get defense like that. And there, there are lots of places you can point. And I know I understand there are lots of guys who did not play well in this game, but a lot of them are on the defensive side of the ball. The, the Jets just did not get an effort that is going to win games from on a team that's going to be led by its defense, a team that's, you know, just trying to work around the quarterback position. You go out and force three punts. You get one stop in the first half. It's just not a recipe for success. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper, though, because I think that beyond the players who executed terribly in this game, the game plans on both sides of the ball were really lacking. I think Nathaniel Hackett, I think Jeff Altbrick, I think Robert Sala deserve a lot of criticism for the way that they approach this game. And we'll get into that a little bit more as we continue this Sunday game recap edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It was an ugly performance by the New York Jets Week 2 in Dallas. You have too many of those in the NFL, you're going to be looking for a new job, and teams are going to be looking for replacements. Well, in the NFL, you don't really need LinkedIn. You have a Rolodex of candidates for each job. You have a scouting staff to find players. But things aren't so easy for your small business. And it's easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then you add the job and your purple and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So you can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Well, I certainly hope you did not put money down on the Jets in that game. The Jets were getting nine points as the underdog on the road with Zach Wilson at quarterback, and they lost by 20. So hopefully if you bet the Jets, you got at least 21 points. I think that's probably unlikely. But at FanDuel, again, $200 in bonus bets, win or lose with a $5 bet. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get it on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Sunday. We're talking about a New York Jets loss as they fall to the Dallas Cowboys 30-10 to in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium. A dismal performance by the Jets defense, but I think also a dismal performance by the coaching staff. And whenever a team loses, the coaching staff's kind of the low-hanging fruit, particularly the game plan, the play calling, because if a play doesn't work well, people always say the play calling was bad. That's not always necessarily the case. 
more frequently it comes down to the guys just not executing. But I think there were some major, major issues with what both Nathaniel Hackett and Jeff Ulbrich did in their game plans. I mean, you can start on the offensive side of the ball with Nathaniel Hackett. Brees Hall got four touches in this game. The best player on the offense got the ball four times. That makes no sense to me. I understand Brees is coming back from an injury. I understand you keeping him on a pitch count. We know from last week that pitch count is not four touches. Hackett got away from what he what they should have been trying to do on offense. There were some very bizarre plays early in the game. They came out really conservative, and I mean it's one thing to be conservative; it's another to be like you can be cre- you can be safe, but at least throw a little creativity into your play calling. Hackett was not doing that at all, and that included a bizarre third down quarterback sneak where it was not an inches situation, and the Jets did not pick it up. Uh, really awful. I just think an awful game plan by my Nathaniel Hackett. We all know that the Jets run blocking on the offensive line is better right than it is left. Well, Brees Hall had four carries. Three of them were left. Dalvin Cook had four carries. Two were right, two were left. You should run more to the side where you're strong at run blocking. The Jets did not do that. And that leads me into just the, the most inexplicable thing. And that is the way the Jets handled Micah Parsons with Dwayne Brown, who got destroyed. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to put it. I almost felt bad for Dwayne Brown, a guy who played hurt last year, a guy who's clearly at the end of his career, a guy who in his prime may have been able to handle Micah Parsons, but could not in this game. It was just snap after snap of Dwayne Brown going out there, getting get, getting annihilated by Micah Parsons, and Hackett had no answers for it. It reminded me of the game four years ago, week two. It was this week, four years ago, another week where the Jets had their backup quarterback starting because that was when Sam Darnold came down with Mono, and Adam Gase just left Kelvin Beecham alone all night in a Monday night game against Cleveland to get destroyed by Miles Garrett. It was like the exact same thing watching this over and over. And there were just no solutions, no attempts to remedy the situation, no attempt to help Dwayne Brown, at least not as far as I could see. And if there was, then it was not nearly enough because Dwayne Brown really just was outmanned by Micah Parsons. And that's something that was predictable. You know, one of the things you have to try and downlets out here is the Cowboys have a lot of talented players. So on some plays, it's not just the Jets are failing to execute. It's that guys are making plays. I mean, there was a play early in the game where Micah Parsons kind of ran a, ran a little bit of a loop where he engaged with Brown and then looped around the center. And there was nothing the Jets could really do. They were just in the wrong uh, protection, which, you know, again, goes back to what the, the game hack it called. And I think there were too many times where the Cowboys kind of had the Jets checkmated so I think, I think it was clear that the Cowboys play callers were a step ahead of what the Jets were doing. But I think that was also true on the defensive side of the ball with Jeff Ulbrich. I mean, lots of times C.D. Lamb gets into a favorable matchup. A couple times he gets lined up against linebackers. And, you know, there was one play that really stuck, stuck out to me about Ulbrich. And it was in a situation where the Jets, in fairness, got two bad calls that went against them on this series. And that was a touchdown drive the Cowboys had in the second quarter where twice the Jets got called for very suspect roughing the passer penalties, one of which against John Franklin Myers extended the drive. The Jets would have held the Cowboys to a field goal, but the Cowboys had third and goal from the 11-yard line. And Ulbrich blitzes and leaves Brandon Eccles one-on-one, and Eccles gets called for pass interference. And I think that was a legitimate penalty. And I'm sitting there saying, why would you leave Eccles one-on-one? Why would you play man-to-man in that situation where you're in the red zone, you're in a compressed part of the field, you leave extra bodies back, you're going to constrict the passing lanes. Now, it's one thing to blitz if, like, the other team's on the 35-yard line on third down. Because if you get a sack up from a, on a play from the 35-yard line, you could knock them out of field goal range. That could be the difference between the other team getting a field goal attempt and the team not getting the field goal attempt. From just outside the 10, even if you get a sack, it's going to be a pretty easy field goal attempt. 
And the Jets are built around their defensive line. And I understand, you know, you can get a little carried away with talking about a single play call, but that kind of represented to me just how backwards this game plan was on both sides of the ball from the Jets. And look, when the team comes out and plays such a lethargic game on both sides, I mean, I think the coaches have to take some of the blame anyway, but the game plans had so many holes in them. And I, I'm usually one who warns against like getting too carried away, blaming the coaches for game plans, because most of the time, I think it's really do the players execute or do they fail to execute. But there were just too many things that made no sense in these game plans for me to absolve the coaching staff. So that's what we have. Uh, you know, next week we have a pretty important game against New England because if you look at the early part of the season, it's tough for the Jets. And to the extent there's a winnable game, there's a game they should win, it's probably against New England at home next weekend. We'll discuss it ahead this week. And we'll also have a fuller game recap on tomorrow's episode. So on Mondays, we typically do a fuller game recap. This is just kind of a quick recap so we can uh, talk about initial thoughts from this game. But that's all for right now. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. We have new episodes Monday through Friday each week and then bonus episodes such as this one when needed. If you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source and like what you hear, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out, helps other Jets fans find the show. Have a great Sunday. We'll be, be We'll be back tomorrow with our full game recap.